what's up guys this is noah again with another teaching sorry i haven't been doing these teachings very consistently i'm committing to do these teachings more consistently now um, i'm gonna try to have one at least once a week have some kind of teaching or message and i left off doing the fruits of the spirit so i'm gonna continue finishing that series and so today we're gonna do faithfulness and i think i have faithfulness self-control and gentleness left so today we're gonna do faithfulness and i'm excited to get back to teaching and, and sharing these podcasts. I love doing it. I love getting into the word and teaching it. So let's talk about faithfulness. So the first thing I want to talk about concerning faithfulness is the law of first mention. So the law of first mention, I first learned about in my uh, Bible class, Word and Spirit Bible College, taught by David and Felita Price. And basically the law of first mention, if you don't know, is in scripture when when something is mentioned or referred to for the very first time and there are thousands of these in scripture could be talking about a specific word or it could be talking about a specific uh, occurrence something like that that happens for the very first time Uh, it's very important because in the context of whatever the first thing was um, it could it can affect how you un like unpack and how you study the next occurrence of that thing or even the last occurrence of that thing or the, the last time that, that word was spoken it's very important to get the the uh, context of when that thing or when that word was spoken when that thing happened for the very first time so concerning faithfulness um, the first time the word faithful is mentioned in scripture is numbers 12 7. It says, not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. So God is talking about Moses, of course, and how he is faithful in leading the children of Israel. He was like the first leader of the children of Israel. Of course, he led Israel, the children of Israel, out of Egypt and into the promised land. Well, he led them to the edge of the promised land. And Joshua led them actually into the promised land. So the first time it's talking about faithful is leadership. Talking about Moses being faithful in all his house, faithful leading his people, you know, faithful following the commands and teaching his people the commands. And that's one of the requirements that God gives to us as believers. And especially if you Uh, are in a leadership position, you consider yourself a leader, you have a calling as a leader in the body of Christ, all throughout our church history and still today is is faithfulness. So a couple of scriptures that you can turn to, I'm not going to read them for sake of time, um, but if you want to look up 2 Timothy 2.2, 1 Timothy 3.11, Titus 1 verses 6 and 9. Uh, You can see also Paul in the New Testament in all of his epistles, he is constantly uh, singling out people and commending people for their faithfulness to uh, his ministry, um, to the body of Christ, um, to the work of God. Uh, and you can see that. Again, I'm not going to uh, read these, but I'm going to mention them and you can look them up later if you want to. They are 1 Corinthians 4.17, Ephesians 1.1 and 6.21, Colossians 1.2 and 7, and Colossians 4, 7, and 9, uh, and 1 Peter 5, 12. And in these scriptures, he is talking to Timothy, Tychicus, Onesimus, Silvanus, Epaphras, and the saints in Ephesus. So, faithfulness is a big thing 
in the Word of God, big thing in, you know, not just the Word of God, it's a big thing for us as believers to walk in. So before we dive in, what is the definition of faithfulness? Like what, what does it even mean? Well, one dictionary's definitions, they give several. I'll, I'll talk about the first three quickly. First, the steadfast, uh, steadfast in, a, in affection or allegiance. And the synonym they give is loyal. And it mentions a faithful friend as an example. So steadfast in affection or allegiance. So relational faithfulness. Secondly, firm in adherence to promises or in observance of duty. So as far as like work or a task, uh, they give conscientious as a synonym and uh, as an example, a faithful employee. So, you know, when you're faithful in work, you receive a paycheck or, you know, even um, a pay raise or a uh, promotion. And three, given with strong assurance. A uh, synonym they give is binding and they give a faithful promise as an example. So like someone's word that stands true, that holds up, given with strong assurance. So those are some definitions of faithful. Let's keep those in mind when we're talking about faithfulness. So who even should be faithful? Like I mentioned, if you are a believer, you're a Christian, you have uh, devoted your life to following Jesus, you've committed your life to him, you've uh, received him as your Lord and Savior, you are, you know, you're following Christ, you are required to live a faithful life. First Corinthians 4, 1 and 2 says, Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. So we're talking about faithfulness as it pertains to stewardship and God requires us as stewards. So we have to see ourselves as stewards and a steward is required that they're faithful. We are stewards of the word of God. We are stewards of his spirit inside of us. Uh, We're stewards of the work that he has given us and he requires us to be faithful in those things and not just those things but I'll get to some other areas later. Second uh, Timothy 2, 2 says, And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Paul, in his epistle, is telling Timothy that the things that I have spoken to you, the things that I've taught you, that you are walking out, you need to teach these and train uh, other men in these ways who will also be able to teach others others the same thing. It's a clear picture of discipleship. One disciple is teaching another, and once that, you know, second disciple gets trained and and growing and raised up, they are now healthy and able to teach others the same thing. And so that's how the process of discipleship works. So faithfulness is very key to building the body of Christ, to growing and strengthening the body of Christ, to raising disciples. And Titus 1.9 says, holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able to, by sound doctrine both to exhort and convict those who contradict. So Paul is, he's talking about passing on the the taught word, the, the doctrine of the Bible. He says we need to be faithful. And in context, he's telling Titus that kind of similar is what he's telling Timothy, that an elder or a leader, a deacon, whatever you call them, uh, needs to be faithful in their lifestyle and faithful and what they're teaching so that by their sound doctrine, they will be able to exhort others 
and to convict those who contradict them, who are, you know, arguing, who, who are, you know, not uh, listening to them. They'll be able to be convicted by that elder, that person's conduct and their teaching and the consistency, the faithfulness in that. So what area of life should we be faithful in? And there are many areas, you know, firstly, um, the, the closest relationships you have, your family, um, that should be one of the very first uh, places in your life that you are faithful in. Of course, the first relationship that you need to be faithful in is your relationship to God. But I see that as an umbrella for every other part of your life, uh, for, for every part of your life, excuse me, because your relationship with God isn't just vertical, you know, it's horizontal and it is manifested horizontally. It's manifested in your relationships with others, in your conduct, in every part of your life. So I say family first, but really, I mean, it's God first, but it affects all the other areas. It's like a blanket that it it covers all of it. God is all inclusive. He's not, there's no secular part of your life and sacred part of your life. God is in every part of your life, but family is first your closest relationships the the people that god has given you to to learn with to grow with to love with uh secondly is you know your your ministry or whatever call that god has given you if you're a parent one of your callings is to raise your children it doesn't matter what your calling is whether you're called to lead worship whether you're called to evangelize whether you're called to teach whether you're called to pastor, whether you're called to uh, be an entrepreneur and build businesses to fund the kingdom uh, monetarily, whether you're uh, called to literally build things for the kingdom of God, whether it doesn't matter what it is, there's a million and one examples of what your calling could be, uh, what God is calling you to, but that is very, very important to be faithful in. Also, any of your other close relationships, your you know your friends, your extended family, you know yeah I would say those two, your close friends and your extended family, those are another extremely important place that you should be faithful in. Also, um, you need to be faithful in fellowshipping with other believers, um, spending time you know in worship services, in prayer, in study, spending time in the presence of God with other believers, diving into the word. It's very healthy for you and it can remind you of what, you know, it reminds you of the family that you are a part of and there's many, many benefits from spending time with the people of God. God can speak through people to you or you can speak for God to other people. Um, it's just a very healthy, balancing way to live your life. And other areas that we need to be faithful in, of course, is your job or your career, the way you make money. If you're not faithful in that, you get fired, or at least you get a warning. And if you are faithful, you know, you get a paycheck. So faithfulness is important. And also, if you're still in school, you need to be consistent in your school and doing, you know, studying, uh, doing well um, to to prepare yourself for tests and to to learn all, all the material and things like that. So really, any area that God has placed you in, which really is every area that you are in, whether you're at the grocery store, whether you're at home, whether you're at the movies, uh, whether you're at church, wherever you are, at school, at your, you know, at work, you are required to be faithful. And faithfulness is really a heart issue. And I'll talk about that more in just a second. But so when is the time to be faithful? Matthew 24, 44 through 51 says, Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is a faithful and wise servant 
whom his master made ruler over his household, to give them food in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if the evil servant says in his heart, My master is delaying, and begins to beat his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him, and at an hour that he is not aware of, and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, if you can understand that, hopefully I was clear. Jesus is telling this parable of servants who were not faithful to their master. And once they realized that their master was was gone away, you know, they can do they thought they could do whatever they wanted, but they had forgotten that their master was coming back and they were punished for it. As that applies to us, we are our we are God's servants. Jesus is our master. If we're not faithful to him in our heart, you know, faithfulness is a matter of the heart. If we're not faithful to him in our hearts, you know, we will be punished. If we are faithful in our hearts, no matter if we make mistakes, that's not the point of this parable. Jesus never said, if you make a mistake, I'm sending you to hell. You know, if you make a mistake, you're not, you're no longer part of my family. You no longer uh, get a reward because faithfulness is, is a matter of the heart. If you are faithful in your heart and you really, really, you really love God and you really want to serve him, to be obedient to him. You have that desire in your heart. Your, your your goal is to be faithful. Even though we make mistakes, we mess up, we're unfaithful sometimes, we sin. We're human beings. We fall short of the glory of God. That's not what he's saying. He's not saying we're going to be punished for that. God gives a time for repentance if we are unfaithful. So we need to be faithful all the time, everywhere we are. If our heart is not faithful um, to God, then we'll be, we'll be punished. If our heart is faithful to God, we'll be rewarded. So that brings me to why are we faithful? And the first obvious one is that God commands us to. And but also he blesses the faithful. If you really want to be blessed, walk in faithfulness. Walk with God. Walk in obedience to God. He favors the faithful. And another reason to be faithful is that he punishes the unfaithful, as we just read. Uh, Another parable that Jesus tells is the parable of the talents. And it really makes clear how God feels about faithfulness versus unfaithfulness. The whole parable is Matthew 25, verses 21 through 30. I'll read verse 21 for sake of time to keep this podcast around 20 minutes. Matthew 25, 21 says, His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And so as believers, we can look forward and and be happy that, that if we're faithful, there's a reward for that. God isn't isn't stingy with his rewards. If we're faithful in the littlest, we get a reward for that. If we're faithful in much, we get a reward for that. And that's what the parable of the talents is talking about. You know, the, the more you're faithful in, the more reward you have. The less you're faithful in, the less reward you have. But either way, there's a reward for that. God loves to reward us for our faithfulness. Another few verses, uh, you can look up Psalm 31, 23. just talks about how the Lord preserves the faithful. And Proverbs 28, 20 says, A faithful man will abound with blessings. So if you want to look those up, uh, please do that. It's great to to study and to look the verses up that I am sharing with you guys. So on to some how-tos on how to be faithful. You you will never remain faithful in any area if you don't have a clear vision and understanding of why you're faithful in that area. David Price, 
who was my teacher in Bible college, he said, if you don't know why you're doing something, you won't do it for very long. I find that to be very true. If we don't actually have a clear vision, a clear understanding why we're doing something, we won't do it for very long. So we can talk about faithfulness all day long, but if we don't really have a clear understanding of why we're being faithful, it's not going to profit much. So let's get some clear vision on and some clear direction in why we're faithful. Firstly, we need to remind ourselves of the faithfulness of Jesus. If we remind ourselves that he is faithful to us, it makes it easy to be faithful to him. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, he says that looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus was faithful in his call. God called him to be the savior of the world. He was sent to earth to be the savior of the world, and he was perfect in that. He did it perfectly, even though there was there was hard times. He was tempted just like we are, but he was faithful in it all. And really, when I think of the faithfulness of God and his faithfulness to me, man, my, my heart comes alive, and it's easy to be faithful to him. Like, it's easy. Like, what else would I do? Like, man, I, like, he loves me so much. He did so much for me, and he still does so much for me. Like, I want to do the same thing for him. So that's that's one vision that we need to have. The second vision we need to have is the mindset of a steward. And uh, just like the parables earlier, the things that we have are really not our own. Our time, our money, our relationships, our physical stuff that we have, it's not our own. It belongs to him which really can take a weight off of our shoulders, realizing that when we're worried and we're stressed about these things and we've got responsibilities, you know, God is the one that gave us those responsibilities in the first place and the the strength to be able to get through it. And we can give these responsibilities back to him and tell him, you know, God, I'm struggling. I need your help with this. Just remind yourselves that we are a steward and the things we have are not our own. The very breath we breathe is not our own. God gives it to us as a gift and so faithfulness as it regards to stewardship we are a steward and the last vision is again reminding ourselves that there is a reward for anyone who remains faithful revelation 210 this is jesus talking he says be faithful unto death and i will give you the crown of life be faithful unto death and i will give you the crown of life so it's just so good there was a reward for our faithfulness in matthew 25 21 again it says Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. So there's a reward for faithfulness. So in closing, I just want to give a couple more scriptures for you guys to look at. Psalm 91.4 and 2 Timothy 2.13 talks about the faithfulness of God. So I hope that was um, just encouraging and refreshing. The faithfulness of God is so good. He is so faithful to us in every area and he's never failed us. Let's set our hearts on him and set our hearts to being faithful to him. I don't want to be anything else to God except faithful. And when I get to heaven, I want him to say, well done and good, uh, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, I'm excited for that day. So let's look forward to that day and be faithful to him. So that's it for this teaching on faithfulness. I hope that was beneficial to you, and I hope that was encouraging to you. I will have another podcast in about a week. Thanks for listening. See you next time.